goodness of the Lord. It is good tonight. It is our privilege. Amen. Tonight to have with us. Amen. The Ivy family. Amen. Amen. Evangelist Jeremy. Amen. And Ashley Ivy and their family. Amen. Amen. From Alabama. It's good to have them with us. We, we got to have them in the spring. Amen. And what a blessing that they were to us. And we're thankful that they're back tonight. Amen. They'll be here again tomorrow night. But amen. They sing. They amen. Preach. Amen. They do. Amen. All of it. Hallelujah. So they're going to bless the Lord tonight. And the Lord's going to bless you because they're blessing him. Amen. But they are, amen, a blessing. And we appreciate them tonight. And so I want you to give the Lord another hand clap of worship. Amen. And then give, amen, evangelist Jeremy Ivey, amen, and his family, uh, amen, a welcome tonight to Camp Meeting 2023. Hallelujah. Give your pastor a praise. Thank you, man. Thank you. Give the Lord some praise, but give your pastor a hand. Amen. Hallelujah. I told him he should have just went right ahead. Wouldn't have hurt my feelings one bit. I'm not, uh, I'm not one of those that if I don't get to say something, I'm going to get offended because sometimes I know that I need to hush so the Lord can speak to me. Sometimes I think that the biggest thing we can do is just be quiet. So God can breathe. You see, how can you know, how can you, how can you hear the breath of God if you're too busy talking? Uh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm fully expecting God to do a tremendous work in here tonight that he's already done the previous nights. We want to give honor to the man of God that spoke last night. Amen. Thank God for him. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank God for him. We're looking forward to great things tonight. And uh, we pulled up here, and, and, and I, I noticed something. It's going to kind of sound silly. But when I walked under the tent, I looked at the pastor, and I saw we had the same shirt on. We didn't plan that out. And so tomorrow, if it happens again, But I noticed something about that is when you are following in the pursuit of God, the very reflection of your walk, the very reflection of your speech will mirror the heading of where you're headed. A blacksmith knows when the metal is ready, when he can see himself in that metal and in that steel, when he sees his reflection, you say, Lord, how much longer have I got to be in this furnace? How much longer have I got to go through this trial? It might be that God's trying to get you to where he can see himself and you don't see you. Don't get upset about your furnace. God's just trying to find his reflection.
step out, tell me why I should be Cause he ain't ever They built a fire around his feet and then tied him to the stake. Well, that fire could not consume him. They pierced him with that sword. Well, that blood ran down, put out that fire. Still, he praised the Lord. Now, all these years have served him. He's done me nothing but good. Well, I won't repent. Well, he can't now tell me why I should be He ain't ever.
Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise in here. Praise the Lord. So thankful for my family. I'm blessed. I, you know, we made this uh, step two years ago. I, I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 13. I started ministering when I was 14. And I always knew. Uh, it's one of those things that was just inside of me. I always knew I was going to minister. I always knew. And God has blessed me. I feel like God loves me more than he loves anybody else. Does anybody feel that way? You feel like God loves you more than he loves anybody else? And when we made this step and transition into full-time ministry, uh, just knowing that God has blessed us to be able to uh, at all times be together and seeing my family has grown, my son, uh, who just came out of his shell so much, and he'll get up and sing with us and uh, watching him Sunday night, he you know, he's, he's shy with everybody else, but then we tell everybody he's not with us. And once he gets to know you, the gloves are off. And he, that, that, if, that's, if there was ever any of my children, of course, all three of them, I cannot deny them. Uh, they're all three quick with, they're just like their daddy, even the baby, just, just like daddy. But that boy will roast you so quick. I have seen him roast pastors so quick, and just, it tickles me, but I, I have seen each one of my children have a heart for God, and I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for having a wife that wants to follow the leading of the Spirit, that wants to say what God would have her to say. I'm so thankful. I'm so blessed. Amen. I'm, I'm honored. I, I give honor to my family. I want to give honor to the leadership. Amen. So thankful. Amen. For your pastor. Amen. Uh, so, such a wonderful, wonderful uh, pastor. And, and thankful that I have got to know him. Brief, just the brief interactions, it's always a blessing. We've yet to go to K&G. We've got to go shopping at K&G. Uh, <laughs> that's my place, man. And it's good to see Brother Jonathan back there, Sister Tammy, amen, my Ohio peeps, and all of them back there. Good to see y'all, amen. I love them, amen. I took my glasses off, so if I didn't mention you, I'm legally blind. Don't take it personal. I just don't see you. <laughs> but I, I'm teasing. I love everybody here. We give honor to you, and we give honor to God. But I want us to turn in our Bibles uh, to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, if we could stand for the reading of the word. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 with just this opening text before we go on to the, the preceding scriptures. Galatians 6 and 9 says, and let us, look at your neighbor say, that's me and you. Let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season, somebody say it's almost time. We shall reap. That ain't a maybe, baby. That's a shall. Yes. If we faint not. If. If we faint not. Very powerful. Little two letters when they come together. They say something very powerful. It might be that the reason your prophetic word has not come to pass is because sometimes if, if, if my people which are called by my voice. It's that if. In there, the if, it's doing what God says, and if we do what he says, that he will do his end, but we have to do ours first, amen? So if we faint not, hold on just a little bit longer. 
Hold on just a little bit longer. I know that the, the title and the, the name of this camp meeting is Restoring the Years. But I came to tell you tonight that God is going to restore your years if you'll just hold on just a little bit longer. If you'll hold on just a little bit longer. Some of you has been waiting. The restoration is just around the corner. Restoration is just around the corner. You're going to be surprised at what bows at your feet in the dominion of the Spirit of God. You're going to be surprised at what comes and bows down first at you. What you never thought in a million years, there were curses that were spoke against you that's going to bow down before you and be under your feet if you'll hold on just a little bit longer. We shall reap if we faint not. Hallelujah. Dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the service tonight. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the anointing that is in this atmosphere. Lord, I thank you for every healing that's taking place each night. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do tonight and the remaining nights of this camp meeting. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for every soul that's going to come to know you, Jesus. I thank you for every backslider that's going to come back home. Lord, I thank you for every choice that's going to be made to serve you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for revival and breakthrough. Lord, I thank you tonight, Somebody's going to take back their position in the kingdom and take back their identity and know who they are. We're going to take back who we are in Jesus' name. God, we give you the praise, the glory, and all the honor. Would you give Jesus Christ your most excellent praise in here tonight? I want to talk to you from the subject when the curse bows to the kingdom. When the curse bows to the kingdom. When the curse bows to the kingdom. I, before I, I get into this passage of scripture that the Lord had laid on my heart and I preached. Uh, you preach messages and any preacher in here is going to know what I'm talking about. You'll preach one message 30 different ways than you've ever preached it. Sometimes the way the Lord will use you in that passage of Scripture. And I was reading this passage of Scripture and God began to deal with me about this passage of Scripture. And I began to listen and, and it was just following the flow of the Lord. And, and, I, and I mean what I said, Pastor could have went right ahead. But there's something about when God breathes on your situation. And when God breathes upon you, you will find that no, no matter what the curse is, it will never it'll never penetrate the breath of God. You see, there's a difference between breathing against a thing and being breathed on. But the, the scripture says that then came Saul breathing out threatenings against the church. He was coming against it, breathing against what God was doing. And when the enemy breathes against you is one thing, but when God breathes on you, the breath of hell cannot penetrate the breath of heaven. I came to tell somebody, I don't care what lying devil has been cursing you. I don't care what the devil's been saying to you. As hard as hell is breathing, the nostrils of the dragon, that old devil Lucifer I don't care the flames he's trying to come out of his mouth against you tonight it cannot come against the wall of praise the wall of protection that God is breathing over his people the scripture talks about pastor brought it up in Genesis that the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters because before it was the deep and when God touches hell it commands it to change it changes the past the present and the future the, the water was no longer called the deep it's now waters why because the spirit of God changed 
changes the plan and the trajectory of hell that comes against you. So when God breathes on you and he's got purpose for you, I don't care what the past was. I don't care what the judge said. I don't care what anybody said. If God said, I'm going to raise you up to do a mighty work. If God said, I'm going to heal you. I don't care. If the Mayo Clinic says it's impossible, I don't care. If every hospital tells you no way, I don't care. Yeah, if every judge drops the gavel and says no way, I don't care. If every devil in hell says no, all you need is one yes from the throne that says go forth. All you need is one move. That's all you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say breathe on me, Jesus. And so... When God does a thing, he don't change his mind. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. That means if you fall, God didn't change his mind. God didn't change his mind. I'm going to take you on a little journey tonight. Before I get into this scripture, I'm going to tell one part, then I'm going to read, and then I'm going to tell the other part, then I'm going to read some more. When I was, uh, this was in 2008, my mother had passed away. My mom was my best friend. I was a mama's boy. And uh, when my mom's body allowed her to, she would go and support me everywhere I went and ministered. Her, she wasn't sick. She was there. She was a little bitty lady. She was, I, I may have talked about her the last time I was here. She was about five foot tall, barely 100 pounds, soaking wet. Man, she was a fireball, I'm telling you. Dynamite, if there ever was, she was like C4. Just You just didn't want to mess with her. Man, when she got to praying, every devil in hell just took off. Said, no, nope, we're just going, not today. She meant business. She knew who she was in the kingdom of God. And, and so my mother, she passed away, and, and I was going through a transition, and, uh, and, and the Lord was leading me somewhere. And, and I didn't know where he was leading me. If you ever feel that pull that God's pulling you and you don't know where he's pulling you to and you say, God, what are you doing? And, and sometimes God will pull you so you won't get into something you don't need to be. And sometimes you'll be in a conversation and the Spirit will pull you and say, hey, you need to get away from this conversation. Because next thing you know, somebody's going to start talking about somebody and you don't need to be there. That's You need to listen to that. You need to listen to that pull that's trying to keep you away and the Lord was pulling me, and I didn't know what he was doing, but I felt like that God was about to do something in my life, and, 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 and I didn't know what it was. And so I had been at this place, and I had spent most of my life there, and God was pulling me and pulling me and pulling me. And I loved everybody there. I loved everybody where I was at. I, I didn't want to go, and, and I, didn't, I, was, I was comfortable where I was. I was comfortable where I was. And the Lord dealt with me for six months that it was time for me to go. For six months, I told God no. And for six months, I was like, well, Lord, is this you? I didn't want to just do something based off of emotion. I didn't want, I didn't want a lot of people, you know, they'll get upset over somebody calling their sin out and they'll leave the church. But it got quiet. They'll get mad because they had Bible trivia and they found out that nobody was reading their Bibles. <laughs> I had to get it in there. <laughs> 
But a lot of times you find that people will just, they'll leave on a whim and they'll leave because of this and they'll leave because of that. I've got a, I, I literally, I have somebody in my family, it's just like every few months, it's just like they're alternating churches and I've told them, I was like, you need to get somewhere and you need to get settled. You need to just, because you didn't get called on to sing does not give you a reason to leave the church. And because the preacher got on your sin instead of getting on your enemy that shouldn't be your enemy, that's not an excuse to leave the church. A lot of people are just itching for a reason to leave. A lot of people are just walking around with the chip on their shoulder and saying, Lord, I, I'm just, you just let them one more time. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I'm not talking about that kind of move. I'm talking about when it comes time for your promotion. When it comes time that God is leading you somewhere you've never been before. And it's the scariest thing in the world because it's that realm of uncertainty. Certainty. And sometimes God pulls you for a reason because here's the thing is God sees your tomorrow when you're still stuck on this moment. God sees you five years from now when you're still stuck in this current five minutes. God sees ten years down the road of who he's going to call you into being. If you would just let go and trust him, that's the thing. Faith is letting go and saying, God, I know you're able. I know that it sounds crazy to everybody else and I know it don't make sense to everybody else. But God, I'm trusting you through this time. And so I, I went to this this. This man of God, and I loved him to death. I've always loved him. I still love him. And I told him, I said, I said, the Lord is leading me somewhere. And I said, I've got to go. And, and he says, well, where are you going? And I said, the Lord hasn't told me that. He just told me to go. And I don't know where I'm going. And he says, well, God's not going to tell you to go and not tell you where you're going. In my flesh, I wanted to say, well, let's throw Hebrews 11 out. Let's, let's throw Abraham out. But I didn't. And I stood there and I took assault after assault after assault. I mean, he brought up things from my past and said hurtful things to me. And I stood there and I took it and I told him, I said, I love you. I said, I love you. I said, I'm not saying this. I said, this, I said, I don't know how long this is. I don't know where God's taking me to. And, and, and boy, he wasn't having it. And, I, and this happened before church service. This was on a Sunday morning. And so I sat there. I did what most people do. I went to my pastor, talked to him, and I loved him. My intention was to still come and fellowship, be a part of the church. I said, I said it might be God sends me somewhere. They have service on Tuesday night, and I'll be here on Wednesday night. Worship with y'all. I don't know what God's doing, but I wasn't going to try to burn no bridge. And, and, and so I stayed for service even after he berated me. And then after that, he gets up, and, man, he just runs me down. He done everything but call me by my name, and I amen him the whole time because I was not going to get caught up in my flesh. And some of you are saying, what does this have to do with anything? Well, hang on. I'm, hang on. There's a reason for it. And I didn't leave out of ugliness. There was nothing like that. And God began to take me places I've never been. I just It was amazing what God done. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. But change is uncomfortable. And so, but the, this is what happened. And this is where I'm going to pause and I'm going to go into this passage of Scripture. I went to my mailbox one day and I opened up the mailbox and uh, the apartments that I was living at, they, you know, you have them there and you find up, you know, your mailbox and you open up and I slide it out and there's a letter from this church. And inside the letter is my license with that church but it's torn in pieces. It was their copy, torn in pieces. And it was a, a letter saying that I was no longer a minister, that I had stepped out in rebellion. And I mean, just there's all kind of things in there. 
And not only was the copy sent to me, this is where I'm going with this, the copy was sent to every church I'd ever ministered at. It said, do not use him. He's no longer under our covering. He has stepped out into disobedience and ran me down every church I'd ever ministered at, even churches that I was about to go. Those churches ended up not getting me because of this letter. And I mean, it was just painful. And all the while I'm saying, why in the world? Because I did not, I did not want any kind of, I didn't want malice. I didn't want any of this. And, and it's amazing how church people, not kingdom people, not God's people, but religious people are some of the most mean, ugliest people. I've never understood it in my life. We're all about wanting the lost. We're all about wanting the addict. We're all about wanting this one. We want the alcoholic. But you let somebody that's in the church backslide and they will abort their own. They'll treat them like they've got leprosy. They'll run them off. They don't want nothing to do with them. You let somebody make a decision that steps out of the borders in the box of what somebody else thinks, honey, they're going to bust hell wide open. That's not the way it is. My pinky might grow a little bit crooked, but it's still part of my body. It's still part of my body. You might not look like I look, and I might not look like you look. Amen. We might not shout the same. We might not sing the same, but we're still part of the body. We are still part of the body. And I was crushed. But let me tell you what I didn't do. I didn't write a letter back. I kept on doing what God told, told me to do. So with that being said, I want us to go to 2 Samuel chapter 16, verses 5 through 14. And when King David, not just David, not Jesse's boy, not a shepherd boy, and when King David came to Baharuam, behold, thence came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera. He came forth and cursed still as he came and as he cast stones at David and at all the servants of King David and all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And thus said Shimei when he cursed, come out, come out, thou bloody man and thou man of Belial. And the Lord hath returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose stead thou hast reigned. And the Lord hath delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom thy son. And behold, thou art taken in thy mischief, because thou art a bloody man. And then said Abishai, the son of Zeruah, this is David's nephew that is speaking here. So it's David's sister's boy. And he says, why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, and take off his head. And the king said, what have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruah? Let him curse. Because the Lord hath said unto him, curse David. What? The Lord hath said unto him, curse David. Who shall then say, wherefore hast thou done so? And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold my son, which come forth of my bowels, seeketh my life. How much more may this Benjamite do it? Let him alone, and let him curse, for the Lord hath bidden him. It may be that the Lord will look upon mine affliction, and that the Lord will requite me good for his cursing this day. And as David and his men went by the way, Shimei went along the hillside over against him, and cursed as he went, and threw stones at him, and cast dust. 
And the king and all the people that were with him came weary and refreshed themselves there. There's two words that I want to get into. And the first one when he says that it might be that the Lord will requite me good for his cursings. The word requite, one of the definitions of that word in Hebrew is restore. Restore. Sometimes your cursing comes because it sets up the avenue of your restoration. Sometimes the reason why the Lord, we blame the devil for things that God is trying to do. Sometimes we blame the devil for what we brought upon ourselves. But there are times, church, that God allows the warfare to come your way why would God do that because God has got faith in you and God knows what he's doing and God's going to get the glory out of it and God will let down the hedge so that he can allow the curse to come your way because the kingdom will always outweigh the cursings your treasure that's inside of you will always outweigh your trauma it might be that God is allowing the curse to come against you for the restoration that's about to take place some of you are wondering why why am I going through this? Why is that one coming against me? Why is that one running me down? Why has this happened? Why has that happened? It might be that God is about to set up the greatest restoration of your life in the midst of the mess that's going on. It might be that God is laying out the red carpet for your curse to come right up and bow its feet before you. It might be that through all the lies, through all the pain, through all the suffering, everything you've went through for the last five years God is doing the biggest setup of your life God is allowing it to happen you say why are we going through what we're going through in the world baby this is a restoration season this is a restoration season this is a restoration season Jesus told the disciples he said lay not up your treasures in this world where moth and rust do corrupt but in Joel chapter 2, he says, I'm going to restore the years that the palmer worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar have, de have devoured. Well, do you know what those little bugs that are named off there grow up to be? Moths. They grow into moths. This world and all of its mess that's going on, it's not the final destination. It might be that the Lord is allowing us to go through some stuff right now for the glory that's yet to be revealed that we ain't seen. But I believe that we're going to see some glory before he comes back. I believe we're going to see some kingdom things in this world before he comes back I'm believing before we leave this walk of life that the glory is going to be revealed you say well that ain't so I don't believe that well here's the thing hallelujah how can they hear lest they be a preacher and they're trying to shut the church up wouldn't it be something that through every voice that's tried to cancel you out God lets them think that they've got you just to that point that God knocks down a wall it could be a prison cell amen it could be amen it could be any kind of wall there's no telling what God could do he could knock down a denominational wall that never thought was possible just so the glory could be revealed he could knock down an organizational wall just for the glory could be revealed he could have you just in the position you're in because who knows the prayer that was prayed for a doctor that became agnostic or an atheist and God allowed you to get cancer so you could go into that hospital room and then all of a sudden that unbelieving doctor that had that, that didn't know what he believed or said there was no God at all has to see the glory
glory of God take place in your life, fall on his knees in that room and come to know Jesus. I hate to break it to you, but here's the thing. What you go through is not for your glory. It's for his. It's for his. It's for his glory. And God allows things to come our way. But that curse, that lie from the pits of hell will bow down. Every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. And, I, and I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about on the day of judgment when we stand before him. I'm talking about walking in our dominion. I'm talking about walking in our dominion. Walking in our identity. It is when that we know that who we are and whose we are. And I believe tonight that some of you somewhere along the way have had an identity crisis or insecurity has came your way, anxiety and depression. And maybe you're in here tonight and you used to be in the walk and you used to be at church every service and you've kind of gone cold or whatever it is. Or maybe you're in here tonight and you don't know Jesus at all and you're living below your means of your peace and you're saying, why can't I have no peace? Well, I'll tell you why you can't have no peace in your life because if you ain't got Jesus, you ain't got no peace. The reason Jesus was able to speak to the storm and say, peace, it's because peace was inside of him and I can't speak something out of me that's not inside of me I can't speak peace to you if I've got all kind of mess inside of me you're not going to find no peace as long as you're living like you're living without him you'll not find no breakthrough as long as you're not eating the bread of life I, come on hear me somebody I can't give you what I ain't got amen Peter and John when they came upon the, the man that was begging they said silver and gold have I none they could not give what they did not have but what they, do, they could give was a beginning and he said such as I have give I thee so if I've got peace in me I can speak peace to you if I've got the fruit operating in my life I can speak some fruit and somebody will see some evidence of it so David is here and what you got to understand is David there's a very powerful lesson that's taught in this is David is severing a cord of family tradition his own nephew wants to go over to this man named Shimmy because this guy's out here cursing David and his own nephew is wanting to come out here and cut the guy's head off. It wasn't that David couldn't do it. It wasn't that David wasn't man enough to do it. David has already slayed a lion. He slayed a bear. He's, he slayed a giant. And now here's this man by the name of Shimmy who's out here just running his mouth. David could have done anything he wanted to. All the power was right there in his hand. It wasn't that he couldn't. It was because he knew, he knew that there needed to be patience and because he knew God was doing something greater than his moment. So he tells Shimmy, uh, he tells his nephew, he says, what am I going to do with you, man? How long are you going to be with me before you're going to learn that you cannot act off of emotion? Sometimes we're acting off of emotion and not following in the spirit. And if we would act off of the spirit and follow the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, we would find that we avoid a lot of storms that was never intended to be ours. 
I get so tired of hearing people use the excuse, well, my family is short-tempered and my family has a language problem and my family, when they get upset, they cuss, so that's the reason why I behave this way and my mama was this way, my daddy was this way, so that's the reason why I'm this way. But even David knew that there came a time where David had to change and would not follow in the institution of his family tree because the scripture says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And when he stood before Goliath, he said, you come to me with a spear and a sword and a shield he said but I come to you in the name of the Lord and so David's countenance was even changed right there in that moment because David knew that even though that he might have been the son of Jesse he was not serving Jesse Lord Jesus so there comes a time where before we can we can abolish the curse and before that we can have dominion over the curse we've got to get the cursing of the family tree out of our life because when the blood has been applied to you I'm not subject to my family tree I've been adopted into something else and when I'm born again and I'm not who I was I'm not going to talk like I used to talk I'm not going to act like I used to act I'm not going to condone myself the way I used to condone condone myself because if the blood be the blood the blood is stronger than any blood of your family member the blood is stronger than any root to any family tree so we can't use that as an excuse because what's inside of you is going to come outside of you from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and so if I've got it in me it's going to come out of me and so if somebody says oops I didn't mean to say that yes you did it was in side of you when you're going down the road and somebody cuts you off and instead of raising your hand to pray for them <laughs> help me Jesus see we have a lot of people who want to coach but they're not coachable they want to coach but they're not coachable you see Here's the thing, before David could be a coach, before he could be the king, he had to still be coachable. That's the reason why that even though he is anointed king at such a young age, instead of immediately telling his daddy what he can do and, hey, you can't talk to me that way and I'm not going to take care of these sheep no more. I'm, I've been anointed. No, David goes back to the field and he goes back to serving. You see, there's a thing, is before you can lead, you need to know how to serve. And we got a lot of people who want the stage, but they don't want the stripes and they just want the title to put it on the resume. And the reason why David was so affected was because he'd been affected by God. And when you've been affected by God, you don't walk the way you used to walk. You don't talk the way you used to talk. When you've been affected by God, you have learned that you serve him. And when you serve him, you learn to wash other people's feet. And you're not worried about, Lord, let me, if I don't get to sit on the front, well, I'm just not going to come. And, and if, if, if I, I better be recognized or I'm not just going to come. And, but see, David has went through some stuff in his life. And when you've been through some stuff and when you've been through some real repentance oh Lord Jesus that's a dirty word in the church now and when you've been through some real repentance and some real change you know that you've got dominion over the curse because you've repented which means you changed and when you change you get revival and when you get revival then you can restore so David is going through it on two sides with family. It's always the person closest to us that cuts the deepest. His son wants his position, but if you notice, 
in this passage of scripture, David didn't want to fight. He didn't want to kill him. He just, no, just we're gonna, we're just gonna get away. And sometimes instead of being combative, you need to be kingdom. Somebody needs to say, Lord, don't let me be combative. Let me be kingdom. So it's his son who wants his position, but David never lost his oil because the scripture starts off here and says, and then King David. That means that the oil didn't change its mind. God didn't change its mind. Even though David was not on the throne, God did not say, nah, I'm not going to let this go on because there's a messy situation going on and because there's some drama. Somebody don't, you need to understand your drama that you went through in your past don't disqualify you from what God's going to do in your life. I don't care how messy it was. It might have been, amen, you, that, that, that those messy people you got yourself away from that you say, God, I'm not, I'm not going to stay around them messy people, but I'm going to choose how I was a part of this and turn it into a masterpiece and I'm going to tell somebody a way to get away from that kind of stuff. And I'm going to be an example. My family was messy my whole life. But God, you'll be a masterpiece in my life. So I don't got to follow that way. And so David, he gets away from Shimei. And then now his nephew is saying, I'll go over there and I'll cut his head off. Man, what are you doing? You got a lot of people in your circle. You need to tell them to calm down. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Be ye not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And you're not going to accomplish anything by cursing who's cussing you. Mm. Bless them that curse you. Bless them that curse you. And David makes a statement here. He says, it might be that the Lord has allowed this. It might be that the Lord has allowed this man to come out of nowhere and begin to cuss us and begin to throw stones at us and begin to kick, duck, uh, kick up dust against us. It might be that the Lord is going to send some restoration our way if we'll just have some patience and keep walking. You see, in the midst of the warfare, keep walking. In the midst of the attack, keep moving forward. In the midst of every letter that was wrote against me, I kept going. In the midst of every lie that was told against me I kept going yes it hurt yes it broke my heart but I kept going yes it came out of nowhere it came from somebody close to me but I wasn't expecting but I kept going and through all of these things and where I thought that doors were shutting permanently in that moment in my mind I was seeing the moment but I was not seeing the momentum of the spirit of God because of obedience because of obedience and listening to the voice of God and this is what I need you to understand is your cursing will be bow before the kingdom that's inside of you that the spirit of God if you'll hold your peace if you'll live your life and be faithful to God if you'll just hold on and don't get weary keep on praising don't be weary and well doing keep on going to church keep on praising God if you're trying to come out of sin you keep going to the altar keep doing what you've got to do keep reading your Bible keep praising God keep fasting keep seeking because that curse is going to bow. So, I, uh, before I go to this next passage of Scripture, it says that David and his people kept going, and it says, and they refreshed themselves there. The word refreshed in Hebrew means to breathe upon. Shimei was breathing against but God was breathing on. God was breathing on. Shimmy was throwing stones. 
But David had dominion over the stone. God was breathing on him. You see, how, how are you still standing when there are people that are watching you and all of the attack that you've been through? The reason why you're able to stand is because somebody put some breath inside of you. Some of you are wondering, I don't know how in the world I'm still standing. It's because the Yahweh God, the breath of God is inside of you. It is because God gave you that second wind. That's the reason why when he says come out from among the world and be a separate people, it's not talking about a title above the door. It's not talking about a dress code. It's talking about living a life that is separate. The world falls apart whenever, whenever thing goes bad. The world falls down and gives up whenever things gets rough but the church has got something inside of it that raises up and it makes a difference it makes a difference I hope I don't offend anybody I gotta come out of this jacket but so David he is breathed upon by God because he doesn't curse back because he doesn't attack back and so there is a glory that's revealed in this moment. There is a seed that is planted. There is a seed that is planted. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Here's the thing. Those people that are coming against you, love them anyway. Love them anyway. You don't know what God's going to do. You don't know what God's going to do through them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. It might be that God uses that vessel that he allowed to curse you to open a door for you in the future. Come on, somebody. You don't know what God's going to do. It might be that the one that was bringing the curse is going to call upon you. You don't know what God's about to do. You don't know who's about to bow. You don't know what God's about to do, the transition that's about to take place in your life. And so through all of these things that happened, I, I, would, I ended up later on, I ended up, in, I'm just being transparent. I'm going to be real with you. I don't know any other way to be. I ended up, I ended up backsliding. And, and even this was the crazy thing was when I got out of church and I got on drugs and, and I would be in Walmart and I would see these people that wrote the letters and ran me down, Pastor Jeff. I would still love them. And see, then I'm like, well, I ain't in church. I can go cuss them out. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And God restored me. Thank Jesus for that. You know, 14 years clean and sober. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. He can do it. I'm telling you, if you're in here and you're going, if you're, if you're trying to get recovery, if you're trying to get restored, God can do it. I don't care what you were on. You're looking at somebody, drugs and pills and alcohol and, I mean, all kind of addictions, just most ungodly mess that I fell into that I, and God brought me out of it. And I'm thankful for that. See, here's the thing. There were even people that said, there's no way he'll ever come back. They began to curse my comeback. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't curse a kingdom comeback. I don't care what anybody says. You can't curse a kingdom comeback. Amen. You Call me the comeback kid, baby. I don't come back for more stuff that should have killed me. Amen. God's brought me out of th so many things, and all the while, every time people would run me down, my, my wife was in here. She would tell you right now, I've had people come against me, and I kept going. And, and she'd say, Jeremy, if I, 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 she would get upset. She'd want to fight. I'm telling you, that woman would fight a bear with a hickory switch over me. 
I'm telling you straight up, I've had to, hey, no. I've had to talk her out of more defenses of me. See, that's the reason. That's why we've got to be a David in those moments because there's people that see you going through your situation and they see you going through this and they don't want you to go through it. They're going to want to fight and stop it from happening. But let that, just let the thing go on and stop them. There's a reason why that Jesus rebuked Peter for cutting off the ear. It was because it was part of the process. And sometimes there's people that love you so much they want to stop your curse that keeps you from your kingdom. Them from, uh, promotion but don't let them stop that curse you go through that thing and you tell them hold on it might be that restoration's about to happen I know it's rough right now but hold your tongue I know you want to fight for me but hold your tongue and I feel led to say this right now there's some of you in here that are that are wanting to fight for your leadership But God's about to do a great thing. Pastor, God's about to do a great thing. We haven't talked and I don't know what it is. But I felt in my spirit today I was praying. And I saw you up just literally I saw you with your back against the wall. And I just saw like, man it was just like a great big giant boxer like a big Mike Tyson. And he took the, the gloves off and man he was coming at you just so strong. And, and then I saw people coming wanting to fight for you. And I felt like telling you, you hold on God's about to prove yourself. And listen to me, listen to me, hold on God's about, to, God's about to do something great. God's about to do something great. I'm telling you, brother this is about to be the biggest, biggest restoration out of this thing, this attack that's going on, I'm telling you, hallelujah, the devil can't stand what God is doing, the vision that God has given you. There is an agenda, there's an agenda, a kingdom agenda that God has laid on you, an endeavor that God has laid on you. That's the reason for this. That's the reason that it came so hard and so strong. You keep on, you hold on, God's going to pull you out of this. For those of you that are close to him, that have your pastors back, God bless you. You keep praying for him. You keep holding his arms up but don't you swing the sword don't you swing the sword God's going to have the final say in this thing God's going to have the final say the curse will bow to the kingdom and so so they get breathed upon in this moment and then I, I want you to turn with me and I'm trying to hurry I'm trying my best to hurry I want you to turn over to chapter 19. Now I know you guys got some Bible scholars in here. So they already know where I'm going with this. Those of you that missed your questions. Write these down. I got to mess with you. I got to mess with you. If you knew my heart. You know I love you. I love you so much. You guys are precious. I, I thank God for you. Every one of you are precious. And so... We read here, now David, this is after Absalom has died and it has broken David's heart. But David goes to the gates and it's time for the return. It's time for the restoration. It's time for the restoration. And so we read right here at verse 16 of chapter 19. Actually, let's go up to verse 8. Y'all don't mind reading, do you? No. It says verse 8 here in chapter 2 Samuel 19, verse 8 says, Then the king arose and sat at the gate. And they told unto all the people, saying, Behold, the king doth sit in the gate. And all the people came. 
before the, before the king, for Israel had fled every man to his tent. And all the people were at strife throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king saved us out of the hand of our enemies, and he delivered us out of the hand of the Philistines, and now he has fled out of the land of Absalom. And Absalom, who we, whom we anointed. See, that's the thing. Pay attention to this. You better watch who you're backing. Well, I don't know who this is for. Well, I don't know who this is for. But you better watch who you're trying to anoint. You better watch who you're putting your stamp of approval on. Says right here, the people anointed him. They anointed Absalom. Says right here, it says the people were at strife. Why? Verse 10 says, and Absalom, who we anointed over us, not God. Some people are trying to appoint and anoint who God did not assign. Don't you dare leave from where God has told you just because it feels good in that moment. Honey, it's a man-appointed thing and not a God-appointed thing. We're seeing all across the land, people are trying to start up all kind of things that God ain't started up. And they're trying to get behind it. You want me to tell you what happens? It falls to the ground. It will lie dead. If God did not send it it will fall I don't care if it starts out of division it'll fall if it started out of confusion it'll fall if it started out of contention it'll fall if it starts out of sin it'll fall I don't care what it is it will fall the reason why Absalom came at David's because he wanted his position some oil uh, some people they just want you because they can't have your oil they can't even carry your oil said, we anointed. He's dead in battle. Absalom's dead. We anointed him, but now he's dead. But who's still standing? The one that didn't swing the first time. You will never have to defend yourself. Listen to me. Listen to me. I don't care if you fail. You're looking at somebody. I said it before. I've, I've had more comebacks than I know what to do with. And I'm telling you one thing was I never, ever had to defend myself. I never had to be my own advocate because my advocate was the Father. The anointing is the loudest thing in the room that will never speak a word. When Jesus walked into a room, he did not have to say, I'm this, I'm that. He walked into the room. The anointing will speak for itself. Let them run you down. Let them lie. Let them come against you. Let them come against this church. Let them come against your vision. But keep on. Keep on, man of God. Keep on. I came to tell somebody I not have to lift up my voice. God's about to requite me some good. God's about to send my restoration. Let them curse and run me down. But I came to tell somebody God ain't through. So now he's fallen dead. And you go down to verse 15. So the king returned and came to Jordan and Judah came to Gilgal to meet, to go to meet the king, to conduct the king over Jordan. Verse 16, check this out. And Shimmy, we just read about this cat. He had all them fancy cuss words. The baseball player knew how to throw the stones. But missed. Knew how to kick up the dust. But done a terrible job at it. And Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite which was of Baruam, hasted and came down with the men of Judah to meet King David. And there were a thousand men of Benjamin with him. And Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, and his 15 sons and his 20 servants with him, 
And they went over Jordan before the king. And there went over a ferry boat to carry over the king's household and to do what he thought good. And Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king as he was come over Jordan. And he said unto the king, Let not my lord impute iniquity unto me, and neither do thou remember that which thy servant did perversely say the day that my lord the king went out of Jerusalem, that the king should take it to his heart. For thy servant doth know that I have sinned. And therefore, listen to this. Behold, I am come the first this day of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet my lord the king. And Abishai the son of Zeruah answered and said, Shall not Shimei be put to death for this because he cursed the Lord's anointed? Yet again, families trying to speak up and get in the way of mercy. And David said, What have I got to do with you? Just going to paraphrase. He said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruah, that you should say this, that you should this day be adversaries unto me? Shall there be any man put to death this day in Israel? For do not I know that I am this day king over Israel? And therefore, the king said unto Shimei, Thou shalt not die. And the king swear unto him. Let me tell you something. David is making a statement here with this. He tells him, he says, I don't have to swing a sword. He said, I don't have to do anything. He said, because I know who I am. I know who I am. You see, when God begins to promote you, and when you're on your comeback and when that curse has been on you so heavy, you're not going to have to say, well, I went through it because of this. No, you ain't even going to have to swing. You're just going to keep on holding on. You're not going to have to do anything to advocate. You're not going to have to do anything to justify. You'll not have to do anything like that. David said, on this day, I don't have to do anything because now it's proven by me holding my peace who's the one getting anointed and who's fell down. Who fell down first before David? Shimmy fell down first. And when he came to David, he didn't come alone he brought some people with him to bow with him that's the thing if you hold on the restoration that's going to take place your curse is going to bring blessings back with it the one that cursed you is going to say I was wrong come back and fall down at your feet can I tell you the thing that tried to destroy you it's going to be the thing God uses you to promote somebody else to teach somebody else I'm not through in this season this attack ain't going to take me out I'm still God's and so, now back to the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey says. <laughs> Young people, you just have to Google it. You have to Google it. So, fast forward that this happened 14 years ago when this letter was wrote to bring me down. 14 years ago. And for, for 14 years... Brother Jonathan, every time I would see these people out, I would love them. I'd hug them, I'd smile, just all of these things. There'd be times that they wouldn't even look me in the eye. They would stink at me. You know, they'd throw that nose up in the air, and if it would rain one drop, they'd drown the whole family. But I showed love. I showed compassion. And something begins to happen out of me not having to justify myself. See, every church that got a letter 
the ones that even canceled on me because of the letter began to call me. They began to call me. They began to call me and have me come and want me to do revivals for them. The curse began to bow at the kingdom's principles and plans. God's assignment would not be hindered. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. A lot of those places that, that canceled on me were places where I was at and I had gotten words that God was going to do this and do this and those same people that gave me those words would turn around and run me down because of a lie that was told and because of something. But I never ever said a word against them. I held my integrity and I kept my peace and I kept going and what ended up happening was God made them open the door. He made the curse open the door for the kingdom's fulfillment to take place and the next thing you know on one particular day we're on our way to go see our 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 our, our tax lady i can't what do we what do you call them an accountant there you go sorry i'm just regular okay just regular guy i forget things words are hard we're on our way to see an accountant which in my mind i was like you know, the way things were happening, God begins to promote me. Not because I'm promoting myself. God promotes me because I hold my peace. God promotes me even though people are coming against me. God promotes me because I keep on going. Even though stones are being thrown my way, I keep going and God keeps promoting. Even though dust is being kicked my way, I still keep going. Even though they're breathing against me, God keeps breathing on me and in me and through me. I came to tell somebody God is about to set up something if you'll hold on. I get a message on my phone and it says could you call us please when you get a chance I said sure I'd be glad to I call him up on the phone and I put it on speaker because my wife is beside me and I'm not stupid because I'm not going to get caught up in a conversation and somebody say something I didn't say you better have somebody with you I don't know who that's for And on the, the other end, they say, how are you doing? I said, we're doing good. I said, how y'all doing? We love y'all so much. And the next thing you know, their voice breaks. They begin to cry. They begin to profusely apologize. They begin to say for 14 years, every time that you would see us, you would love us. You would show us love. You would do this and that. We would run you down, but you still showed us love for 14 years. No matter what we said, we even done this and we done that and we done this. But God stepped doing, he kept doing this and you kept persevering. We want you to know we are so sorry we are so sorry would you please come sometime we would love to have you come and minister to us how can it be that the one that sent the curse would come back would come back would come back would come back can I tell you that there's a restoration if you'll hold on if you'll hold on let them run you down but hold on let the devil try to tear you apart but hold on you're about to reap God has, done, God has done so many tremendous things for me. I have been through things, man, and I'm closing. Man, I done preached so much, my watch died. But I've been through things in my life that if I hadn't listened to the Lord, if I wouldn't have listened to the Lord, I'd have got myself in a mess. If I'd have listened to family, if I would have listened to family, if I would have listened to friends, if I would have listened to my own inhibitions, 
If I would have done what my emotions were leading me to do, I'd have missed out on my promotion. I'd have missed out on it. It would have took it longer. It would have took it longer. But I had to learn something. And that was one thing that my mother told me. And she told it to me through the Word. She taught it to me through the Word. And she said, let patience have her perfect work. Let her have her perfect work. You pray for patience, I pray for patience, and I've got three kids and one on the way. But anything you pray for, God will do it, but He ain't going to give it to you the way you're asking for it. Come on. I prayed and I said, Lord, let me get a deeper realm. And I had to deal with a whole lot of shallow devils. You see, I need you to hear me tonight because God is wanting to promote you in such a way. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. God's wanting to do something tremendous in you. And this very onslaught that's coming against you, it might be that this is the setup for what God's about to do. This thing that's coming against you could be the very, the very culmination of the breakthrough you've been seeking for this warfare that's been coming against you so strongly who knows what God is about to do it might be that the very family members who you never thought in a million years are coming against you it might be that God has allowed this thing to happen when it happens so God can get you prepared for what he's about to do you see anytime somebody comes against you to tear you down one thing that I've learned when you go through this it helps you to be with somebody else and as far as helping to counsel and showing some else a different realm of things and a, a greater understanding of things we never know why we go through what we go through in that moment but if we let God do his work in our lives God has opened up a plethora of doors for me I'm bragging on God I ain't bragging on me I'm bragging on God I'm bragging on God you have got to know that this curse is your setup for a kingdom promotion you got to know your identity You've got to know your identity. A person who is insecure, a person who is insecure will fight within themselves first. I can say that because I have dealt with insecurity. There's been times I couldn't even look myself in the mirror for 10 seconds, finding everything in the world wrong with myself. Would look myself in the mirror. Listen to me, young people. There's... Each and every one of you were made by the hands of the Father. Listen to me. You, you, you matter. You matter in the eyes of God. You matter. That, that breakup might have hurt. And you, people are going to say things. You're going to deal with bullies. Let me tell you something. There's going to be bullies until you die. They're just going to look different. But when you understand who you are and whose you are, those bullies are really just, here's the thing, they're just under the operation of somebody else. They need saving. And if you save that bully, they become somebody that will bully the devil and make the devil leave, you, leave them alone. I've saved a lot. Of, well, I've got some lot of bullies to Jesus. Here's the thing. You guys need to hear me, young people. Listen to me really, really close, okay? Listen to me really close. These things that come against you, that make you question who you are, make you question what God wants you to do, 
That's the enemy. That's the devil. He wants you to question. He wants you to feel like you're not enough. He wants you to say, well, this is wrong with me. I can't do this because of that. I can't do this because of that. Well, my family's this way. I can't do it because of Let me tell you something. You look at David. If you ever felt like, see, and, and I could say this, and I love my dad. He's saved now. But I went through a time in my life where I, my dad was not there for me. Okay? And you may be in here, and you may have a, you know, a perfect relationship with your parents, and that's amazing. But that don't mean you don't go through things too. But my dad wasn't there for me. My dad, he just didn't care. David's father didn't want David there. And you say, I'm not wanted. I've never been enough for my own family. I've never been enough for this. I've never been enough for that. But here's the thing. In the moment where you're seeing that you're not accepted by man, you have no idea the promotions that God has in store for you. You have no idea the promotions that God has for you. You might be saying, oh man, I've got a good family, I've got this, I've got that, but man, I have made some terrible mistakes. I've done some awful things. I've, 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 I have just disgraced my family. I've embarrassed my family. I've embarrassed myself. That doesn't mean that God is through with you. That don't mean that God is through. It don't matter what you have done. I came to tell you that Peter walked with Jesus every day and cursed and said, I don't know that man and ran off and he was the one that Jesus went after. You're the one that he is looking for you are the one I don't care where you're at in your situation right now God is for you hallelujah let's stand as they come to the music in here tonight see I went back and I preached a revival at the at the location that ran me down and they had me come and do a revival for them. And God has turned so many things around. And I need you to hear me tonight because I believe that in here tonight, God is wanting to restore somebody. God's wanting to restore somebody. Somebody in this house right now under the sound of my voice. You are in the midst of your moment and there is a shimmy that is breathing down your neck that is throwing stones at you. It's cursing you. Right here in this house right now. And you don't know what to do. You don't know whether to swing or throw in the towel. You ever feel like you're drowning and there's no water around you? You ever feel like you ever feel like you're alone and there's people all around you? Can I tell you tonight that the enemy wants you to get you so far away? He wants to get you to turn on your own self. But this curse that's came your way will not stop the restoration of heaven. This lie from the pits of hell will not stop the assignment that God has got for you. Somebody right now under the sound of my voice, you need to tell the devil, say you're a liar in Jesus' name. I dare you tonight to step away from the stones. Step away from the dust. Step away from the cursing. I dare you to get out from behind your seat and say, I'm going into my assignment. I'm going to where I was called. David went right back to where God called him to be. Yes, he had to, he had to go through some stuff, but it was God allowed it to come for the restoration. 
so that there could be others to come. It might be you could be somebody that came out of addiction. It might be that God's going to use your testimony to win the dealer that used to deal to you. It might be that the one that used to abuse you, God will use you to get them saved. You don't know what God's going to do. You don't know what God's going to turn around. Who knows what could happen in the next three months of your life? Who knows what could happen in the next three minutes of your life if you let God take over? If you say, God, I'm going to trust you to let this curse bow before the kingdom. I'm not going to bow to the curse. I'm going to bow to the kingdom. Don't you dare bow to the curse. David didn't bow to what Shimmy said. He kept going. He didn't bow to the dust and he didn't dodge the stone. He kept going. Who are you bowing to tonight? I feel like tonight is a night of restoration. I feel like tonight is a night of turnaround for somebody. I feel like tonight God's got something greater in store for you than even you can see. There's so much more to what God has in store for you than your eyes can even see right now. Right now. When the servant came to the prophet, he said, we're surrounded. They're everywhere. They're, the, the, the army's around us. And the man of God goes and he says, Lord, open the eyes of my servant. If we could just close our eyes right now, lift up your hands all throughout the house. Somebody in here right now, you say, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Lord, open their eyes right now so that they can see that who is for them is greater than those that are against them. Open the eyes of the servants, Lord. If you don't know Jesus in here tonight, if you don't know Jesus in here tonight, I want you to come to this altar. If you're backslidden tonight, I want you to come on up here and come to this altar. Don't leave the way you came. You say, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. It's too much. It's too heavy. You can even bow down right where you're at. I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to force you. But before I do anything, I wanted to give an altar call. I always want to give an altar call. You say, somebody's going to think this about me. Honey, I would rather them think that I was crazy and know that I was accepted by the king. Hallelujah. Lord, open the eyes. Lord, open the eyes right now, Jesus. Open the eyes right now. Hallelujah. Right here in this corner over here, you just looked up at me. This, is this your wife beside you right here? Take each other by the hand. Hallelujah. I don't know you guys. But I want to tell you, hold your peace. Hold your peace. God's able. God's able. God's able. Man, I don't, I don't know you. I may have seen you guys before last time. I can't remember if I was here. When I, when I was here last time, if you guys were here, I don't remember. But I want to tell you something, bro. There's things that's happened in your life that should have kept you from even being here right now. You should not even be here right now. You should either be dead or in jail. 
God's got an assignment on your life. God's got an assignment on your life. Don't worry. Don't worry about what family says. There's naysayers right now that are they're trying to cause division in y'all's relationship. Trying to cause division in your relationship right now. I want you to hold tighter to each other than you ever have. If y'all don't do it now, we'll just start praying together. I want you to start, and I want you to pray for them. Pray for them. They're not your enemy. They're not your enemy. They're not your enemy. Man, I don't know y'all. I don't, I don't know you guys, but... It's kind of like the attack that's came to you is like somebody came and sliced the tires of a car. Took all the air out of the tires and you, there's no mobility to move forward. But here's the thing, the breath of God can put breath in you to take you to your next. Don't worry about what happened. Don't worry about it, let it go. Let it go, let it go. Just like frozen. Let it go. I want you to lift your hands right now. Everybody lift your hands this way. Lift your hands towards them. Lift your hands right now. Father, I thank you, Jesus, for promotion. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're going to forgive. We're going to forgive those that came against us. God, we're going to love them, God. Lord, you're going to prepare us. We're thanking you, Father, for outreach. We're thanking you, Lord Jesus, for promotion. We're thanking you, Lord, for outreach, greater outreach, more souls, more souls, more impact, more connection than has ever been made, more connection. There's not going to be enough cards to be handed out for what God's going to do. There's not going to be enough. Trust God and let him do it. God will use this very situation to propel. God, we thank you. Come on, somebody love the Lord in here tonight. Hallelujah. I, I typically pray for the leadership last, and, but I, I just got to obey the Lord. If you need prayer tonight, I'm going to pray for you. And if you need to pray, these altars are open. And I know there's altar workers in here, but I, I got to obey the Lord. Pastor Jeff, can I pray for you, my brother? that you spoke tonight the spirit moved on you the way it did because heaven's about to come down in this situation this thing is weighed on you devil would have had you not even have this thing he would have had you not even put the tent out here 
but here it is and here they are and here you are every message that's been typed out every DM every word of slander every lie God's about to requite it for good expansion 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 she call you you're about to be refreshed in the midst of these stones being thrown in the midst of this dust that's being kicked up God's about to set up a partnership. Hallelujah. You're about to be surprised at what's about to happen. I literally see somebody. I, I see another work sowing into your vision. I see another work sowing into your vision. It's going, to, it's going to come, what I, what I see is it's going to come from somebody who the enemy tried to turn against you. I hear the Lord saying, I'm breathing on him. I'm breathing on him. I'm breathing restoration on him. I'm breathing restoration on him. Restoration. The years, the years, the years, the years. 20 and 30 years. 20 and 30 years. Restoration. God is restoring. Come on, somebody. Love him in here tonight. clearing it up he's clearing it up right now right now right now right now even right now he's clearing it up even now even now even now He's training the trumpet that's within inside of you. Because your voice is about to carry further than just this area. A vision that starts in Ohio, but it's going to carry across state borders and state lines. Sikayarabo it's going to carry across continent.
it's like I, I, you guys may do this. I have no idea the inner workings of, of, of this work. But it's like I, I've seen a foundation or a fund, like a scholarship kind of deal that you guys start up for the next generation. That this church is going to be so blessed, it's going to be able to fund new visionaries. I see you handing checks to young men and women sowing seeds of prophetic future. There's a red carpet that's rolling out at your feet that the very curse is going to have to come back, come back and bring blessings with it. Come on, somebody give God some praise in here. Come on, give, come on, give him some praise in here. Come on, if you need prayer tonight. If you need breakthrough, come on up here tonight. If you need deliverance, if you need a miracle, come on up here tonight. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, God. God, our service Tell a story about a woman with a new shoe. I had 12 long years to
desire. Every time a question was asked, them hands went up because you're hungry. You're so hungry. You're so hungry, and it's what you're hungry after that matters. Some people are hungry after different things, but Scripture says that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And tonight, there's a filling that's taking place. There's a filling that's taking place. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged that you got more wrong than you got more right. But you raised your hand, and you was willing to say, God, I'll try. I'll try. God's going to use you and your obedience and your willingness and your tried. Let God do it. Let God do it. is not your portion the trauma that you went through it don't outweigh the treasure that God has for you suicide is not your portion self-harm is not your portion but love and joy and peace in the mighty name of Jesus right now this ain't no and years and years of things that you went through that are washing away right now. There's years of things that God's restful, He's restoring things. Let Him do it right now. and breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Every assignment from hell is rebuked right now. Every assignment from hell. Amen. Devil is a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. We speak peace right now. She's not going to leave here the same. You're not going to leave here in the same mental condition that you were in. Amen. Fighting within yourself, feeling like you're not enough. But tonight you're leaving here with breakthrough in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, somebody pray to him in here. Come up here. Those of you that will, along with all these young people, I'll pray for you. I promise and I will. 
Hallelujah. But I want all these young people to come up here right now. Hallelujah. All the young people, all the young people, just surround this young lady right now. Surround this young lady. All of you, all of you, all of you, all of these young people, surround her, surround her, surround her, surround her. Come on, come on, come on, surround her right now. Surround. There's a prophetic, there's a prophetic move that's happening right now. I looked at this young man's shirt, and I know it's been for camp meeting. Amen. The restoration in Joel chapter 2 and 25. Amen. This is a powerful thing. God's going to restore the years. And God is raising up young men and women through these young people right now. There is a prophetic voice that is crying out. Amen. Through these young people right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. There's a right now anointing. There's a right now breakthrough. There's a right now move. There you go. There's a right now move. There's a right now move. There's a right now move. There's a curse that's being destroyed. There's a yoke being destroyed. There's a yoke being destroyed. Come on, praise him. Come on, there you go. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, church. Come on. God's using these young people right now. Sis, I saw you earlier. You had that fan. It looked like one of those fans on you. I want you to get ready. God's about to be the one breathing on you in this situation. God's about to be the one breathing on you. That fan's going to pale in comparison to what God's about to do in your home, in your finances, in your body, in the name of Jesus, in your family. Come on, somebody praise him in here. God's doing a great thing in here. Come on, lift up, lift up the Lord, lift up the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Every young person right now, as these young people are praying, I want everybody to lift your hands this way. Lift your hands this way towards these young people. There is a prophetic voice that is raising up in this generation. Right now, God is raising up these young men and women. It is You don't go everywhere and you don't see this kind of stuff anymore. But God is raising them up. I need you young people as you're praying to hear this voice. Hear me as I'm speaking to you. Everything that's been coming against you, you have dominion over the very attack from hell. I speak of fire right now. You need to know that the boldness of the Spirit of God goes before you. Every wall that has tried to block and stop you, you go forward. You go forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. There you go. Hallelujah. There you go. There you go. Hallelujah. Come on, pray. Hallelujah. There you go. Pray with me. Hallelujah.
really crazy. And I want them to keep praying and keep obeying the Lord over there. Keep keep praying. But before service, I asked a question to you guys about the gentleman out there. And you, you said that it was you that said it to me. You said there was a theft had happened. And I thought that was so strange that God would bring that back to my remembrance now. Because a theft happened. And God's going to restore what was stolen. There was a theft. And just as there is an armed guard out there sis you need to know that there is an armed anointing sis God is restoring God is restoring y'all circle has changed so much there's been people in your circle that have been thieves and robbers. Y'all have went through emotional hurt, financial hurt, because you love people. You've been took advantage of, and a robbery happened. But the Lord told me, he said, you tell them I've got an armed guard. An armed guard. And sis, you will not speak of the theft after this night, but you will speak of the interest. You will speak of the restoration. You will speak a testimony of a sowing that God done that had to be God. In body, in mind, and in spirit. In body, in mind, and in spirit. The thief came the thief came but the restorer is here the restorer is here the restorer is here the restorer is here come on love him church praise him church yeah you you come in come in Come right over here. Come right over here. Come right over here. There's a fire in you. There is a fire in you. And you done been through some stuff. You done been through some stuff. You don't have that kind of worship. And you don't have that kind of praise without going through some stuff. What you've been through should have kept you from being here. I need you to know that you're about to overflow like you never have. You're about to overflow like you never have. I saw you jump in there because when I saw you praying for her, I saw you at that time. 
because there was a time when somebody prayed for you like that there was a time when somebody got a hold of God for you and I'm going to tell you right now a lot of people talk about the angel when it came and got Peter out of jail but it was somebody that got a hold of that angel first you got a hold of some angels girl you've touched the throne you've touched the throne you about to touch the throne they some folks in your family you're going to be the catalyst you're going to be the vessel to get people in your neighborhood people that you never thought but you still praying for people that mock and people that make fun God finna use you girl like you never been used in your life God finna use you like you never been used in your life I speak a prophetic oil over your life a prophetic oil there's a mantle that you picked up you're about to smite the crowd you're about to pave a way for some young women the curse of your family stops with you the curse stops the curse stops about to be favor following you that don't make no sense it ain't gonna make no sense it ain't gonna make no sense the favor if you'll keep obeying God if you'll keep doing what you're doing for God the favor that's gonna follow you is gonna blow your mind it's gonna blow your mind there's restrictions that people in family try to say that'll never happen for you. But the favor that's on you gonna knock down every barrier. Barriers are gonna fall down because of the favor of God on you. I saw you in your room going to war, praying. I saw you going to war, praying. And I mean, you fought opposition and you said, God, did you hear me? He said, I heard you. I heard you. And help is on the way. I saw you. I saw you not long ago. It's like you went in your room and started tearing things off the wall. Started tearing things off the wall. It might have been in the natural, might have been in the spiritual, but I feel it was in the spiritual that there was a time inside of your room. It was a dark, dark place. But I seen you when you walked in that room and you started tearing down strongholds and said, Jesus, I'll do what you have me to do. I'll tear it down. And I need you to know that the barriers, that the devils lied to you and said it'll never happen for you. Those barriers have came down. He's opened up a door. Do not give up. Pour it out. Pour out on these young people. Pour out on these young people. Hallelujah. Young people, just raise your hands. Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands. Say, if they don't want it, God, give it to me. 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 God, I'm so disgraced. 
there's about to be an increase of 50. You say, I wouldn't have said that. That's, that's a big statement. That's a bold statement. I'm telling you, I saw 50 more. I saw 50 more. 50 more. Now this, I'm not trying to be all super spiritual and all this other kind of stuff, but there's a fog that's rolling in. There's a fog rolling in on this property. The favor of God. F-A-G. Favor of God. The fog is about to roll in in force. In force. Come here, young brother. Come here, come here, come here, come here. You have been begging God. You've been begging God, whatever you have for me. There is such a desire and such a hunger inside of you. There is such a hunger inside of you. I'm telling you, you about to do more. That's this your dad, right? You're going to walk in things your dad never even walked in. You're going to walk in things your uncle never even walked in. Because you're so hungry. You're so hungry. I said it earlier, I quoted the scripture earlier, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. You're not hungry for the crowds. You're not hungry for the cliques. You're not hungry for the fads. You're not hungry for population. You're for, for popularity. You're hungry for the manna. You're hungry for the master. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Hallelujah. You're going to speak in such a way that people that's been in this their whole lives, theologians, theologians and philosophers, you're going to speak out of you and what comes out of you, they're going to sit like children waiting for the next piece of cake. Walk softly. Walk softly. They some Jezebels and some Delilahs that are hunting you. But if you stay at his feet, they'll not find you. God's going to keep you hidden. God's going to keep you hidden for an appointed time. He's going to keep you hidden for an appointed time. And it's going to be like you're going to be a sponge. And oil is going to continually go into you. And you're going to be hidden. Don't rush the process. Don't rush the process. 
when God opens up the door on this thing, it's going to be like, my goodness, heads is going to spin. They're going to say, where did he come from? And God said, I was keeping him just for such this time, just for this time, just for this time. You're going to walk in rooms that nobody, you, nobody you've even known in your life has walked in the rooms you're going to walk in. But you have patience, have patience, have patience. There was a prayer you prayed that you ain't shared with a soul. You ain't shared with a soul. And you wondered, you wondered. And I want you to know that that prayer left your lips. Hallelujah. It left your lips. And it became the fingertips of what God was going to make happen. Hallelujah. Worship him in here. Come on, worship him in here. Just lift up your hands. 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 God's pouring it out. He's pouring it out. He's pouring it out. He's pouring it out. There's an encounter that's in here right now. He's pouring it out. He's pouring it out right now. what you do with your mantle after tonight that anointing that you crave when Elisha picked up the mantle of Elijah he didn't just put it on himself he immediately put it to work he smote the ground and said where is the Lord God of Elijah some of you need to take it and go to work you're waiting you're waiting you're waiting Take the anointing and run with it. Be a trailblazer. Men of God, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. This season that you've been in, as tumultuous as it's been, as heavy as the rain has been, you are not forgotten. It's been a heavy rain. I'm just going to hop out on a limb. Say you minister. God didn't take it away. And you know that. But right now in this season, in this storm, it feels so far away. There's been times that you've got up and ministered and you've seen the move of God and you've seen God do things and it's felt like you couldn't feel Him to save your life. 
have had people literally try to cut your feet out from under you. But the mantle is still there. Not, you may not be in the throne room that you're expecting right now just as David wasn't, but he was still King David. And the hour of requite is upon you now. Restoration right now. Restoration right now. There's things that have transpired over the last year that have tried to maim and wound and destroy. But God has not forgotten you. The mantle is in your hands. The fire is within you. He loves you. He loves you so much. There were people that brought things and laid them on you and put them in your hands for you to drown. But the boulder that was intended to drown you is going to be the thing you stand on and give the greatest testimony of your life. I don't know anything about what you've been going through, but that's exactly it through because you're coming out of this thing. David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. It wasn't the valley of shadow of death. It wasn't Saul. Hallelujah. It wasn't the failures. It wasn't Goliath that followed him. It was the goodness and mercy. Things are about to follow you. You start naming it. That ministry is going to follow you and go before you. The failures ain't going to follow you. The favor is going to follow you. The fire is going to follow you. The very things that God put in your life is about to explode and come into a birth that you've never seen before. You thought that the gifts that you walked in at one time have grown cold and you would not see them again. But there is a new appointment. You'll not just brush against it. It's going to breathe out of you. She God has not laid the boulder on you. He's laid the mantle on you. ready to curse yourself curse the day you was born but don't you curse what God has blessed you're the seed of God you're the seed of God man I'm telling you if you could only see what God was going to do within the next six months if you could only see what God was going to do in the next six months Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give God some praise up here. 
Just sing that one more time. the word of God tonight. Amen. Thankful. Thankful for the word. Appreciate. Amen. Appreciate Brother Jeremy and his family. Amen. His wife. Appreciate them. Amen. Praise God. I want you to let them know after service how much you appreciate them. They'll be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Amen. We'll be back here tomorrow. Amen. Ready to worship the Lord. Invite about 15 people to come, amen, and worship with us. Don't forget that, amen, the concession trailer is open, amen. They have still have things there tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be open at 6 o'clock before service, so if you need to come from work, uh, tomorrow night we'll be, uh, they'll be serving hot dogs tomorrow night, so stop by there, amen, and be a blessing. Don't forget to stop by uh, Harvest Ministries table as well. Bless the Lord. Amen. Bless them. Praise God. We appreciate you. Be careful as you're going out to your cars. Amen. Uh, and, and just come back tomorrow night. They're going to blast the shofar. We just want you to lift your hands, honor God. Amen. And just bless him for what he's done tonight. Amen. Praise God. Will you do that? Just bless him and give him praise for what he's done. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Amen. Praise God. We appreciate you. God bless you. Hallelujah.